0: Well, it's hard to believe that this is the last program for the year of 2022 and you have to wonder what to expect in 2023. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. So as I was getting ready to begin this program today, I was thinking this is the third time we have said goodbye to one year and hello to another. And you have to wonder, like the three times before, what can we expect? Now, I'm gonna spend some time on the second half of the program, kind of looking back over 2022, looking back over the year that was and what to expect in the year that's coming and share just a few thoughts of things that we discussed and shared and even many of the things that we've said this past year, the year before, and the year before that, But even though the mainstream media, the folks over there in social media would uh, thoroughly disagree and call it everything but true, how over time, the things that we talked about, the things that we dug into, actually were true. And and many people now believe the truth. But there are still some individuals out there, and I shared a picture with somebody. There's this younger couple. They live in uh, Ithaca, New York, a college town, Cordell University. I think there's another state university, if I remember, up there in that region as well. And somebody came by to visit them because they are believers in the magic mask that we've talked about so many times. uh, They are just terrified. They are terrified of the coronavirus to the point of obsession. They both wear these industrial-strength, very expensive face masks in their own home. And they don't let anybody in their home. They are so mentally scarred that I'm not sure if they'll ever be able to be normal again. They have been so beaten up by propaganda and lies about the magic mask. And you even have governments that are talking about, maybe we should have school children wear these things again. Now, you can have an opinion about it. That's fine. And I've been asking for, oh, I don't know, three, almost three years, come March, April of this new year of 2023 show me the scientific study that says a face mask is useful in a virus transmission there isn't any oh they'll talk about bacteria which is a thousand times bigger than a virus but it became theater show and compliance and and one of the things and we'll get into this in the next segment of the program Trusting the institutions that you normally could trust in the past. There has been this break to me of integrity with many of the institutions that, that we are supposed to be able to trust. The release of files from Twitter by Elon Musk. And, let's, and Elon Musk, you know, when he puts all this stuff out, I don't think the people that owned Twitter ever thought they would be in a position where any of their internal correspondence would become public. These billionaire leftist organizations, and they hire like-minded, simple-minded, I might add, people that are compliant, that love. Look, we've learned something in the past couple of years, money talks. You get some young guy and give him a paycheck of $120,000, $140,000 a year, a wine bar, a yoga room, a rooftop area to just, you know, breathe free for a while. Just do as you're told and and be sure to push one political ideology and do anything in your power to make sure that is the only thing people are allowed to discuss. What you have is a propaganda state. Oh, before I get into what I really want to talk about, we have one other item of business to do. Remember, we don't follow the calendar according to Walmart or Best Buy or Amazon or any of the big retailers. We we kind of follow more of a tradition. So really, this is not just... The end of the year and the beginning of the next, there's one other thing going on today.
1: On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six oh, geese five oh, four oh, and
0: a partridge in a pear tree. Yes, I know there's that tradition out there that many people have that Christmas is over after Christmas Day is done. And that works great if you're in the retail business because you want to then clear out everything for end-of-year inventory. So we don't want to hang in there with Christmas much longer. Time to close the books. But really, the tradition has been for a long time, and I just want to make this clear. The tradition of Christmas is very simple. It begins on Christmas Day. Advent is the four weeks before preparing for Christmas. Then Christmas Day, then we celebrate Christmas literally for 12 days. And then on the 6th of January, it's it's called the Epiphany. The manifestation where where Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. Also in that tradition, I'm just going to add this and I may mention it more next weekend if you look at all the Christmas cards you may have gotten, there's always the one that shows the manger, uh, Joseph and Mary, the star, the angels, uh, the shepherds, and the wise men. We all get the one with the wise men. It is probably not accurate to say the wise men showed up the night of his birth or the day of his birth. Many believe it took Months, maybe longer, for them to arrive in Bethlehem. And they were no longer at the manger. Many people that have studied the scripture, the history of the time, really believe that Joseph and Mary stayed on in in Bethlehem for up to two years. And there's reason from the scripture to believe that, because King Herod killed all the younger children under the age of two. And so it's very possible the wise men showed up later. Then the journey to Egypt and the rest of the story, I think you kind of remember. But So we celebrate the 12 days of Christmas, and then we remember that Jesus now, the manifestation of who he is to all of us. Now, I'll talk in the next segment about the year that was and the year that may be and some of the headlines and some of the news but I want to spend a little time at the beginning of this program to kind of share some thoughts that that really occurred all since yesterday. And a few conversations that came that really, really got me thinking on a number of topics that we really need to talk about. Now, let me give you a little bit of background, not much, and then we can look at the world around us today and you can understand why. As I said at the beginning of the program, these institutions we used to be able to trust in my childhood, even if they were public institutions. I I, I went as a young child to a Lutheran school in in New York, in Long Island, through the eighth grade, or not, not quite the end of the eighth grade, we moved to a small town about 300 miles away, and and I was in public school for basically my high school years. But even then, in high school, I got to know some of the teachers. And there were some teachers there that were truly caring, concerning, and they, they loved their job, they really did. They, they really wanted you to learn and succeed. I'm very blessed to have been, even though it is small town, rural area near Lake Ontario. They excelled in academics, and yeah, they did pretty well in in athletics. Not that I paid that much attention. I was not one of those people into sports, never have been, never probably. I guess at my age now, it's too late to, to change. It never was my thing. I had other interests, still do. But I learned. I, I look at the education that I got way back when in the Middle Ages, you know, the Dark Ages, the prehistoric times, and, and I look at what I learned then, and taking out some of the science, technology, and I'll mention that in a, in a moment. In terms of reading and writing and arithmetic and world history and science and what have you, it was pretty unbiased as near as I can tell to this day. I don't remember... I don't remember being taught in English class that, that all the writers that I'm reading are racist and evil and and history, you know, all these slaveholder. I, I don't remember, Everything being couched in politics, it was just basically this happened, that happened, this person did this. By the way, two plus three equals five. It doesn't equal a number that you invent in your mind because you feel like it. And I'm reading, I mentioned the story. Some of you only hear the program on the weekend. This this administrator in a school in Northern Virginia There are students that are applying for early admission to the finer colleges and universities, and they really need to know if they are like one of these national merit scholars. This individual, to get equal outcomes, withheld them. And so these people ended up in different colleges and universities. They could have been in better ones, but this one individual decided to play God with their academic lives for some stupid equal outcome concept and ruin them by making sure they got this information too late. Took it upon herself. The woman not only needs to be fired, she needs to be personally sued for the millions of dollars in losses these students will have, maybe in their incomes. She should also be banished from education again, forever, forever. But that's what's filling up our educational system today. Medical profession, same thing. A lot of them have sold out because they now work for corporations, not for themselves. I can remember as a kid, my doctor knew me and I knew him. Not anymore now we have to see too many patients you're just a number and you work for a corporation and if you don't do it their way you don't get paid and if you if you talk back too much you get fired that's how we could have what happened these past two and a half years doctors are scared to be doctors when the politics says no because that politics is controlling your paycheck hey Listeners in Canada, you know what I'm talking about. They are not, they work for the government. Government says you do it our way or you don't do it at all. You're living under fascism, fascist medical well, You're in, well, in Canada, it's state medical care. United States, we're one step behind. It's called fascist medical care. The government tells the insurance companies, the insurance companies tell the doctors, And the winners and losers are chosen at the government level. that's as plain as simple as it is. It's not private health care anymore. Hasn't been for a long time. So here we are coming into this new year. And over the 50 years I'm looking back on, a little over 50 years now, the changes in our culture, our world, I mean I don't remember I don't remember department stores being overrun by crowds of young people wearing face masks destroying the place and looting the place just cuz they can get away with it. People were not I can only think of a few exceptions during certain riots in like 1968 in limited areas but but no not not in not in mainstream America. We didn't behave like this. We didn't act like this. We did we had some filters. And they're gone. And so yesterday I had a couple of strange conversations that, that really brought something back into my mind. When I when I got into ministry a little over 25 years ago. Now remember prior to that I'd been working for a a Christian college in Northeast Georgia building their radio ministry. And I've been watching the this college-trained pastors and missionaries and people in communications and, and even education. They had a department for those that wanted to study to be teachers. Because even in the 1980s and the 1990s, we recognized then the influence a Christian individual, even if they can't share the gospel, A Christian individual that is caring and nurturing and loving to the students that God puts in their path can help them achieve decent academic goals and how to recognize propaganda when they see it and the ability of common sense and thinking for yourself. And then you live your life, your Christian life by example. And you pray that your example is the sermon that that child needed to hear or see. Or experience and so I'm thinking even back then the power of a Christian education and then you have homeschoolers and just stop it what are the alternatives to public education in the United States and in the last 25-30 years the decline that I have seen in public education is frightening and in some places it's beyond frightening Oh, I know there's some exceptions to the rule. And I can think of when I had a grandchild that graduated school not long ago. I'm looking at the faculty list, how many actually graduated from a Christian school. But that's rare. You don't find that in New York City. You don't find that in Los Angeles. You don't find that in Chicago. You don't find that in much of the Northeast. You might find it in South Carolina or rural Georgia or Alabama or eastern tennessee kentucky southwest virginia and and uh, through more conservative regions of the midwest education has been hijacked if you say it hasn't then you're you're not looking at the real world education has been hijacked If it wasn't hijacked, how do we get into this position where all these students, and I shared it, I know some of you don't hear the weekday program or the programs. I shared actual teachers on TikTok and they're thinking about young children and what their job is in grooming them to help them determine if they're in the right body. You know, this could be a boy in a girl's body or a girl in a boy's body, and I am determined above anything else, even education, to repair that. Or find out if they're LGBTQI, we need to figure out if your kid is gay at a young age to encourage him. Like, what, what do kids know about sex in kindergarten, first, second, and third grade? And don't call it the don't say gay bill. What a lie that was. What a horrific lie. And people still parrot that garbage today on MSNBC. Of course their brains are nothing but demonic goo. Let's be honest. Public education has become a dangerous place. And so I'm talking with a with a clergyman, younger guy, interesting character. He left the corporate world to go into to teaching. And he was working with a, a church in one town and a school in another. And he's feeling the need to make a change. And, and even though he's not in the same exact church group that I'm in, we're very closely related. We have very good uh, communications and cooperation. And, and he knows me. And he just wanted a uh, sounding board yesterday. And so we talked for about an hour, hour and a half, I think. And that's why my voice is a little bit worn out. I had like three main big phone calls yesterday afternoon, and I'm still in recuperation mode, so it's not easy sometimes. But he and I talked extensively, and his his view of Christian education and and, and get, getting our kids away from these public school indoctrinators and and pedophile groomers and you can laugh at me and say, Bob, that's nonsense. Oh, I can play you some school board meetings. I can show you the emails. I can show you the stuff out there all over this country. And they really believe that putting a face diaper on your child's face, a little kid's face, is going to stop the spread of a virus. It doesn't. It does lower the oxygen level to the child's brain who's trying to learn. It does get full of bacteria. It does get touched. It does get messed with. It's all theater. And it's all psychologically damaging to children. The schools that are so corona crazy, the mask Covidians, as I call them, yeah, it's a religion, is where you find Children the farthest behind educationally, socially, and psychologically. They're being destroyed by the public education system. Now, the problem that I see, and I think many of you may understand this, you know, building a school, hiring teachers, you know, people do, I I told somebody one time that it would be, ministry would be a lot easier if I didn't have two bad habits, you know, eating and sleeping indoors. These teachers have got to find a way to you know, survive. You have to have a way to, to educate. Homeschool is not for the faint of heart. I've done it. I've helped children. I've, I've been involved with that. But you know, one of the things we have today, and it, and it doesn't necessarily have to rely on the internet per se, though having a connection at least from time to time is helpful, And this has been on my mind literally, oh, for 15 years. Now, I'm going to take you back momentarily in my mind to a time maybe almost about 20 years ago. This would be 2003. Now, even though that my wife at the time had been dealing with cancer, we had some optimism. We hoped and we thought and we didn't know how things would turn out. But even then, I was thinking in terms of the building that I had, the facility that I had, that God had just blessed us with this church building, a fellowship hall and an educational wing, four acres of land, good location. And I'm thinking, you know, we've got to do something for education. And man, I started doing the research. Now, remember, the Internet and technology has come a long way in 20 years. A long way. And all the things that I I dreamed of doing that I thought is a strong possibility, they are right at our fingertips now. 20 years ago, doing audio editing like what I do for this radio program had come a long way. And it really hasn't changed much in 20 years. It's just faster. You can do more with it. But it's the same foundational technology But video was just coming of age. Different world. Different technologies were going to be needed. Storage, speed, random access memory to do video editing. It's going to be huge. 20 years ago, the idea of video conferencing, secure video conferencing, encrypted video conferencing was virtually unheard of, maybe except for the military. Or the extremely wealthy. But it was not something that you and I would have if we needed it on a daily basis. It was just unaffordable. It was a whole other world. And so education, even 20 years ago, was still very dependent upon the old systems. And in Christian education, because of lack of funds, as always is a problem, even more so. Homeschooling, like I say, sometimes you have a mother and father that have to work because of where they live and the requirements on their lives, whatever the case may be, and it's just not something that they can do. Or maybe they don't have the skill set or the patience or the background. All of these are legitimate issues to deal with. Even 20 years ago, they were legitimate issues to deal with, and, and oftentimes in not all states, but in many states, some states get really snoopy into what you're doing, and they're looking over your shoulder if you're doing homeschooling, uh, threatening literally to grab your kids and pull them back into the government propaganda centers. Or bringing you up on charges of being a lousy parent or whatever the case may be. So it becomes an issue in some states. Some people are afraid to do it. The Satanists, and I'm going to say it, you can disagree with me. I mean, this is my opinion here. Uh, the Satanists, they want your kids. They want to groom your kids. They want to discuss transgenderism and sexual things to kids under the third grade. They feel it's their mission. And I guess it is when you've sold your soul. And so I've been saying for 25 years or more, you know, we need an alternative to to this public education. In some places, it is satanic education. It is evil education. It is dangerous education. (laughs) Loudoun County, Virginia. Fairfax County. Oh, then we can go to others that are even worse. Yeah, where they allow a boy to pretend he's a girl and rape women in bathrooms, you know, young girls in bathrooms, and they try to cover it up. These are not just isolated incidents. There's probably far more than we do not know about, and it's only going to get worse. So, I'm talking to this guy yesterday, and we're, we're just kind of, t- he's going to be doing a, working with a school and where he's moving to in a different church. And, and I, I wrote back, I said, Hey, after we'd had this conversation, I said, You and I've got to have another talk with his background. And the more I thought about it, and I know some other educators, and I said, There's got to be a way to leverage technology to leverage the things that are at our right at our fingertips and do it at a scale to make it affordable and even in some cases free for those that just do not have the financial resources to put their kids in a private school. And I suddenly began to see this hub-and-spoke concept in my mind of how this could be done. Now, I'm not an educational expert, but I... This guy that I talked to is, and others that I know around the country are. I know people that are, well, they understand education, kindergarten, all the way to doctorate degrees. And, and I started to envision this concept in my mind. Now, I've talked about the underground church. We learned one thing in the past couple of years. If they want to shut your church down like you're like they did in Chicago and other places, they're going to do it. And the church was woefully unprepared. And, and people had been warning for years. I worked for a ministry, even though there were things with that ministry that I disagreed with then and still vehemently disagree with to this day. On a theological, you know, for theological reasons, and also some, uh, yeah, theological and even heresy in some cases, but but even then, warning people that you know the idea that the church will always be free to express itself in America is is a pipe dream. I'm purely a pipe dream. We already have seen it. I mentioned it on yesterday's program. There's of all things. Now, I want you to think about this. This is in the Netherlands. You've got a lesbian woman. She's attracted to other women. And she's an activist and well-known. And on her personal Facebook page, she made the comment that she did not believe that men could be lesbians. Okay, I know this sounds weird. And so she said men cannot be lesbians. I'll agree with that because a man is not a woman. And a lesbian is a woman attracted to another woman. So I would agree with her on that, that a man cannot be a lesbian. She is facing the possibility of three years in prison for hate speech. Now, you can say, well, that's over there. But everything that is over there ends up over here. It comes across Europe, into the United Kingdom, into Australia, into Canada, and eventually across our borders. We, we just, because we have a little bit more freedom, not much, left, and a handful of Christians that stand in the gap, where they've abandoned the faith once delivered or, or taken the faith and destroyed it, reinvented it, humanized it, taken christ out of it and it becomes nothing but a social club of freaks this is the world that we're in so do you want to send your child to a government school that will be more infiltrated by that kind of silliness or do you want to have control of your child's education and what if the next pandemic hits if your kid's going to be online to school, what school do you want that child online with? And don't think that it's not going to happen again. Mm, I see rumblings that somewhere in 24 or 25, it's going to happen again. And they're going to keep flexing the muscle a little bit on the coronavirus to always remind you that it's we always have a dangerous disease in the background. That we may have to hunker down, lock down, put on face coverings, and go online and have Amazon deliver your stuff. It's right down the road, my friend. There's several ministries, and I'll talk about them a little bit in the next segment as we kind of review where we've been and and tie it together. My ministry of Ancient Word Radio. It's, It's been something that's out there. It's a platform in development. Yeah, if you want to hear some music, you can find it. But there are a lot of other pieces to that puzzle You can't see yet, but they are in development. Since the beginning of this radio program, I've been thinking not just in terms of shortwave radio, not just in terms of online, even some other ways of getting material between us when things are more restrictive. Yeah, there's a lot that can be done. The church, for the most part, was unprepared, many a watchman on the wall had been saying, don't expect the world to stay the same, don't expect your ability to worship freely in the United States to be a guaranteed right, it used to be a guaranteed right in, in the United Kingdom to, to worship and express your faith, a woman silently praying, silently praying in front of an abortion clinic gets arrested You can't express your faith anymore. You can't express your opinion. Other people in Europe quoting scripture about marriage being between a man and a woman, they too are facing time in jail. And if you don't think it's going to never happen here, don't count on it. Don't count on it. It will. it erodes slower. It's a little slower here at times because there are still, well, even though we've now slipped into the minority, understand where we were 50 years ago to where we are today. The number of people that are affiliated with any kind of religion is now less than half the population. And when I say the word religion, that is a broad term. It includes everything, including apostate, Churches that reject the divinity of Christ and a whole lot of other stuff and they're into gay marriage and all this. The number of true believing Christians is getting smaller and smaller. Building and planning churches is not the same thing as it was 30, 40, 100, 200 years ago. It's a different world. And while I still want to plant churches where you can, as you can, I get it. And I'm looking at a building that I could use for that purpose. Not far from where we live. Small, not big. But it could be one of those little hubs for recording, for producing, to have a handful of people gather to pray together. I've got a community of believers that I know of men and women all over the world that want to be a part of what I am doing in terms of church and to pray and to give resources and within this group of people, about 70, everything from educators to lawyers. I think God is putting something together. What do you think? Now, if I haven't lost you so far, Stay with me for a couple of more minutes. We're going to be a little late for the break. Hey, it's all right. It's all right. I just feel that I want to get a few thoughts together before we go to the break. There's an opportunity. The church had been warned, and they didn't listen for years. What if the government said tomorrow you cannot worship? And everybody laughed. Oh, no, this is the United States. We got the First Amendment, you know freedom of religion yeah maybe we can't go to the public school and preach but they're not going to mess with my church building they're not going to come inside and tell me what to do this ain't nazi germany where the gestapo came in there and pulled out people like bonhoeffer and others for governmental treason this is the united states don't you know and yet I've watched over 50 years the freedom of expression and religion. And, and it basically, the, the noose and the net get tighter and tighter week by week, year by year. It's really a small amount at a time. You don't notice it. You surrender a little bit more to keep at peace with everything. And you become less vocal in expressing and even living your faith because you don't want to be made fun of. Well, you're already in trouble at that point. If you deny me before others, Jesus says, I will deny you before my father. And so we have weak-kneed Christians that have no power, no authority, and they're increasingly becoming cultural Christians. They've lost the idea of fighting for the faith, the church militant on this earth. That's a foreign concept. Why well, just come together and love the music? My preacher, he's good. Or you go to the contemporary rock concert. I want music that makes me feel good about me. I want a message that encourages me. And then the churches that want to celebrate your sin. And a public education system happy to oblige to teach your children more about the sins the Bible abhors. And so my conversation is coming to this with this individual. We've got to leverage technology. We have to find ways of having these little community hubs and spokes and connections, even connections that work when the Internet is down. And I've got some thoughts on that. And I have some other people, and I'm not going to say how, where. I don't want to give that away. I've got something on my desk here that I've been playing with for about a year and a half, something that I bought. And I'm thinking, you know, this thing could be really a wonderful tool when things become really difficult in sharing the faith, providing education, community, and, and context. context. You know, the church, it'll get more underground across the globe over time. The Bible predicts it. Even if this is not the end time, over history we have seen this persecution of the faith. And we can sit here in America and, and blindly ignore what's going on in countries all over the world where Christians are dying for their faith daily. How many Christians would die for their faith in the United States? I was communicating with a clergyman overseas and they are you know they, they are in fear they're whenever they go out to preach they know that they could be dead Uganda there are other places as well and I think of how many preachers when it came down to being told to shut down their church or die how many would would just shut down and and, and walk away? Because they never thought of an alternative like they knew back in the first century. Okay, fine. We can't practice in the open. We'll practice where they can't find us. And we'll take the risk. We can be the church in the catacombs if we're prepared. And we can ride out the storms. And if this is the ultimate end of time, well, so be it. If it isn't, I want you to think there were Christians that kept practicing in the Soviet Union between 1917 and the early 1990s when the Soviet Union collapsed and freedom of religion was restored. There are Christians that are worshiping and putting their life at risk in China and North Korea, in Islamic lands, in places in Africa that you don't want to know about, It's so easy to live our little lives here and our little churches that we go to whenever it's convenient. Here in the United States, because Christmas fell on a Sunday, we need to close the church down. It's a family day, you know? It's, It's food, Santa, Christmas trees and gifts. We don't have time for church. Maybe we'll do a little service Christmas Eve. One of those really... Uh, make the community feel good about themselves. Yeah, I know I'm way over in the break, but this is important. I, I feel the Lord is just speaking to my heart. A parallel culture, a parallel education system, a church ready to be in the catacombs at a moment's notice when they shut the doors. Think of the pandemic. How many churches caught off guard? Oh, this will just be for a week, maybe two weeks. I hope that we don't miss too much money in the offering plate in two or three weeks that we're in trouble. I mean, that's what how churches thought in, in March of 2020. I hope we can weather this storm for a couple of weeks that became a month, that became six months, that became a year. And then people coming back with social distancing and face diapering and all that goes with it. And the fear that was put into people whose faith was never that solid to begin with because the church did a horrible job of teaching and sharing the faith and conviction of sin. Many churches closed their doors for good. In some cases, as I've said before, doesn't hurt my feelings one bit because they were preaching heresy and nonsense and garbage. So those churches I don't care about. They were never churches. A church is the living body of Christ. They were the living body of the Antichrist. So good riddance. But I'm really, I'm really believing that, okay, I'm going to, How many times I've said this since I started feeling this on my heart, in my spirit, in my—I'd wake up in the middle of the night, and and this thought was always on my mind that God is going to briefly pull back the veil a little bit, and a lot of truth is going to be revealed. I said that way back in, I think, starting in August, September. And I warned you, don't trust the election. Don't think it's going to be the big red wave. Don't think we're going to fix it at the ballot box here in the United States, and you're not going to fix it in Canada. It's not going to get fixed. All you're doing is forestalling the inevitable. You're delaying the worst for a little while longer. That's the best way I can put it. You're just delaying the inevitable. But in the meantime, we need to be working in the vineyard, preparing for the Lord's second return. Being ready, being able to share, being able to bring people into the faith. And so all the warnings of being ready were not heated. Oh, no, no, we don't need to do that now. I don't see anything bad ahead. And then, bam, the coronavirus. Who'd have thunk it? Could have been monkeypox. Could have been a lot of things. It'll be climate change. Don't laugh. It will be. We need to restrict what you do on certain days of the week. Maybe Sunday would be a good day to make sure you can't travel as much. You're only limited to so many miles. How many, how many people will take church out of that when their electric cars can turn off, when the government says you have to put in for permission? Don't think that's not happening. It's happening in a, in a community in England right now, or it's going to happen they're they're proposing to kind of restrict your movement in the town the 15-minute community and if your church is not in there well you may not be able to get there and you're only allowed to leave that area so many times per month for climate change and so i believe that god is opening a veil and i never i never anticipated twitter being one of the first veils to be pulled back wow um And the mainstream media is ignoring the fact that our government, the FBI, and intelligence agencies have been infiltrating Twitter to be a propaganda outfit for a long, long time. And including, I believe, to overturn an election in 2020. If people are not arrested and charged with treason for what happened, then then our country is gone. The United States is over. We join the other list of countries that are swirling around in in the bowl so to speak it's over and so we as christians are now being demanded to do something don't trust the systems any longer because they cannot be trusted the things we could trust 50 years ago. The, the teachers we had 50 years ago would not be trying to tell me I, I need to be Roberta instead of Robert or Bobby or whatever you know or Stephanie. That was not what they did. They cared about your education for the most part in most places. I also care about people's souls. I want children to be educated and I want them to be raised in the fear and admonition of the Lord. I want them to be taken out of the hands of these demonically possessed pedophiles and weirdos and strange doctrines and strange teachings of devils. Laugh all you want when I say that, but it is true. And when we get back... I have to take this break. I'm way over. I'm way, way over. I want to just share a few thoughts about the year gone by and give you an idea of the year that is to come. Now, if you believe in the mission and ministry of this radio program, I want to, I want to expand it next year on shortwave. I'm looking. I want to find ways to grow it as a podcast while this window of opportunity is open and the veil of truth is being exposed build those hubs and spokes and and have the church ready to be back in the catacombs on a moment's notice and nobody notices when they disappear and if you believe in this work would you consider financially supporting it our mailing address make the check payable to ancient word radio that's ancient word radio the mailing address is post office box 510. P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C H I L H O W I E, Chilhowie, Virginia. Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. That's 24319. And you can put Truth to Ponder, Ancient Word Radio, even my name on the envelope, it doesn't matter. Small Post Office, they know where it goes. Once again, Checkmate Payable to Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia, zip code 24319. That's 24319. And you can use Give, Send, Go right there from our website, a Christian organization for online payment. From there, you know, the website is truth the number two ponder.com.
1: Truth the number two ponder.com. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Did you know, like God wants you to celebrate a mixed up new year? Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, and get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on a special free gift in a moment. Now, When is the real biblical New Year's Day? Well, you've heard that the Jewish New Year's is in September. The Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, right? Not really. Rosh Hashanah doesn't mean Feast of Trumpets. It means head of the year, the new year. So Rosh Hashanah is known as the Jewish New Year. And Jewish people greet each other on Rosh Hashanah saying L'Shanah Happy New Year. It's only one problem. The Feast of Trumpets, or Rosh Hashanah, takes place in the seventh month of the Jewish year. The seventh month! That's a strange place to put a New Year's celebration. Well... God mixed it all up. In Exodus 12, he made the old seventh month the new New Year's, and the old New Year's the new seventh month. Rosh Hashanah, the new year in the seventh month, testifies that God wants his people to celebrate a mixed up new year. And you too have to learn that secret. See, God wants his people to learn how to celebrate at the wrong time. In the nighttime, he wants you to celebrate the morning. When you're persecuted, you're at a leap for joy. When you're weak, you're to celebrate strength. When you're poor, celebrate riches. When you're alone, celebrate his fellowship. When you're in bondage, when you're in trouble, when you're hated, you're to celebrate freedom and peace and love in faith. And in the face of death, you're to celebrate his life. Learn the secret of Rosh Hashanah, the mixed up new year. Don't wait for the right time to celebrate. Celebrate and it'll become the right time. Don't wait to have the blessings to celebrate. Celebrate and you will have God's blessings. You want a reason to celebrate? Celebrate in God and you'll have it. Celebrate today. Why? Because it's totally the wrong time and that's the time to celebrate. Happy New Year's. Want more? Ask for the mixed up New Year's. Now the free gift for you. What if you discover the place where the ark of the covenant was well a newly revealed ancient discovery just as awesome the mystery of the temple doors you'll love it it's our free gift to you and sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins guaranteed to revitalize your walk or a free new testament how do to get all these free gifts easy just remember jesus's real hebrew name yeshua and dial it that's all you do just dial 1-800 yeshua 1 and you'll be blessed but call now 1-800 y-e-s-h-u-a-1 Now the Jewish people brought you the blessings of salvation. I invite you to join with me to bring it back to them. To bless those who blessed you and to reach the unreached peoples from every nation, just call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, the nice Jewish boy at Box 1111, Lodi. New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. It's box 1111 in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey. Zip 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend. In Messiah, Tikvatenu, our hope.
0: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you back to the second half of our final edition of this year of Truth to Ponder. And what a year this has been. Actually, what a run this has been. We are ending our second full year, plus the year before that was a partial year. And now we go into another. And I want to thank all of you that took the time to support this radio ministry As I look over the time, we've done a lot of programs, we've had a number of guests, and overall, and I'm not bragging on this, please don't think that I am, I'm always very aware that I've gotta be careful with the stories that I share. I don't wanna be one of those that are looking for clickbait or sensationalized headlines to get you to read the story, then you get let down because it's not, it's it's, it's a fake headline. And that happens even in the so called conservative world. And I see a lot of stories that people want me to share, and I look at them and then I read them and I just go, Lord, and the answer is no, leave it alone. We really haven't been nailed bad on this program. I can only think of one time where I shared a story that was truly a lie, and I got nailed because I was recovering after surgery and trying to get programs together and I didn't vet a story. And there's a lot of stuff out there that is that is really tactical misinformation to destroy the credibility of organizations. Oh look, you know that program, you know that story that everybody now knows is fake? Well, they were the ones pushing it. Don't trust them. It's a reverse psychop. And if you don't believe that is not happening, just check out the Twitter files as they come out, what the FBI, the CIA, and others did in making up stories about misinformation, over-the-top stories that were so incredibly weird, people would think they must be true. They get put out there to destroy the credibility of the platform, the publication, or the program. And so... I'll get into this next week, what I was sharing on the beginning of the program, how we are going to prepare. I believe that God is going to pull back a veil. A lot of truth is going to be revealed. Unfortunately, and this is where people don't seem to understand, a significant part of the population will never see the truth. They're already into their own deception their own ideology, their own sexuality, whatever the case may be, and thus they will continue to have a blind eye to the truth. Money talks, and phony conservatives will be found out, but they won't care. There's going to be a time where I believe many that are on the fence, many that are having to make some decisions are going to have the ability to make those decisions and see for the first time how they have been deceived. The institutions they trusted were lying to them the entire time. And I know many in my age bracket that are having to face that reality as well. The things we thought we could trust and believe, you can't. Now, I've been a little bit more sensitive to it for longer because of being in a Christian environment, a Christian school, a Christian ministry, And really understanding, looking for the signs of his coming and not burying my head in the sand. I never thought I would be doing a radio program like this. I thought I'd be retired by now and enjoying life in Florida or something. But no, I see 2023 as being an incredibly, an incredibly busy year with lots of opportunity now many of you don't know it and on the 10th of january i've got one more surgery and i'm hoping i got to figure how to cover a handful of radio programs so that's in the back of my mind as well but as soon as my healing process begins to move forward and they say this won't be that bad i want to hit the ground running i want to build my part of the hub and spoke not only in Ancient Word Radio, not only in Truth to Ponder, not only in a local small church congregation, but I want to tie all of this together is in one ministry that can be parceled out to you and others to help plant those homeschools, to help plant this, well, decent education, competitive education. It can be done. And I really believe we have a limited window of opportunity we need to take, and it's coming. I said at the beginning of 2022 that this would be a year of transition, and it was. I told you in August of 2022, don't think the red wave is coming and it's gonna fix the world's ills. It hasn't. If anything, it's gonna get worse. Hate to be the bearer of bad news, but there's going to be this window. I said it in 2020, Don't count on the election of 2020. Everybody said I was, you know, Bob, Trump is going to win and we're going to take the House and Senate. And I said, no, it's not going to happen. I thought I'm a prophet. It was just obvious that they had this thing was already in the bag. They used the pandemic. They'll use anything. And we learned just how they were using our children when we saw the education online. It was very illuminating. But even then, some people won't see it. If you see what we're doing, would you consider supporting us financially? It's important. If you can, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio, mailing address is Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhoe, Chilhowie, C H I L H O W I E, Chilhowie, Virginia. Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. That's 24319. You can also go to the website, truth2ponder.com. The there is a safe and secure way to support us from there. Otherwise, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth the number 2